Smartcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Lighthouse Coffee. Grand Lighthouse Coffee is the e-commerce business that sells certified organic fair trade coffee, either whole bean or grinded. Chemicals do not touch the beans, and the farmers who grow the green coffee are paid and treated fairly. Coffee beans are made to order so you will get freshly roasted beans no later than seven days after being roasted. Grand Lighthouse also provides memberships for families and businesses depending on how much coffee you purchase per month. For more information and updates, follow like them on Instagram, Facebook, at Grand Lighthouse Coffee or visit their website at GrandLighthouseCoffee.com and don't forget to use your promo code EastWest to get 10% off. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Grand Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GrandLeyendaTequila.com. Grand Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Scouts overlied on heavily when evaluating talent. Teams should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Here's the ball game. Herbert will float it right side. It is Parham. Did he catch it? He did. Touchdown, Donald Parham. That is an incomplete pass. Look at Isaiah Johnson getting his hand in there late. Shield has been changed. The receiver did not maintain control of the ball throughout the process of the catch. It's incomplete. Game over. And that is it. The Raiders 31, the Chargers 26. You let him score through Dallas. Ball three, you're trying to protect it. Make him kick a field goal. Ebron hurdles home for the touchdown. He jumped right over Savion Smith. And the Steelers have taken the lead with 2.14 remaining. Camara that way as well. It's third down and 10. Four-man rush. 
Breeze hangs in the pocket, throws wide, wide open as he inbounds is the question. Smith for the touchdown. Traquan Smith. And those were some of the sounds from week nine in the NFL. Thank you so much for listening to the East West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel Barraza. Kendall, Jerry, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. We had a good past week. So we had some pretty good games last week. You know, we're about to get into it. But, hey, man, I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Did you guys score a PS5? I did not. I didn't try, though. I'll be honest with you. It's all good. Hey, no, back to football, man. I mean, all all jokes aside, wow, there were some interesting games. I mean, let's get let's just get into it. Well, well, first of all, you know, I'm just going to tell you congratulations for scoring a PS5. I know a lot of people were out there were kind of looking for it, and they still are. But I know you were able to purchase one, so congratulations on that. Kendo? I haven't got it yet, but, hey, I'm, I'm, it's coming. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. So, obviously, busy weekend. Last Sunday. Uh, what stood out to you guys the most in week nine? Well, what stood out to me is what kind of performance was that that the Tampa Bay Booker – my fault. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> put out this past Sunday night. Drew Br- you, you, you let a team that beat you week one come out <laughs> in a must-win game and they and they dominate you like that. Uh, Tom Brady-led offense only put up three points. And the only reason they put up those three points is because they, they didn't want to have a goose egg on the scoreboard. So, I mean, uh, it's, that, that, was good, that, that was good to me. That was good to me. I mean, well, it was interesting, right? Because there were some games that we thought that like, wow, like this is going to be a walk in the park win. For instance, the Cowboys and Steelers. And what the heck happened? So, you know, and and then for, for you know, for even Ben Roethlisberger to say Cowboys have some outstanding rushers, like, hold on a minute. You know what I mean? But I will tell you this. I mean, it goes beyond the Cowboys. I mean, look at – we. I, I know I, I predicted the Colts over the Ravens. Um, and uh, Ravens just showed up. I think the Buffalo Bills that was no team. Well, well, we're on we're on the same page right now. I think the Bills right now are red hot, man, on all three phases. You know what? They uh, of course it was a very impressive one against Seattle. I just I'm not sold on them. I'm really not. Um, now, let me tell you another team in that in that same division had an outstanding game. The Miami Dolphins. Going into Arizona and defeating the, the Cardinals. And, of course, Tua Tungabailoa's second start in the NFL, and he was tremendous, man. I know last week or the week before that, I'm sorry, uh, a lot of – you know, there was a lot of people saying, like, hey, man, this, this guy doesn't look good, right? And then he just shut everyone up this <laughs> Sunday. After, after one week, he doesn't look good. <laughs> hey, but you, know, you, but you get what I'm saying? It's not – Oh, yeah. It's what you're doing right now, right? Because uh, if you have a bad game, people are quick to criticize you. Uh, but then the next week, if you have a really great game, people forget about that. So uh, that, that was a surprise to me, of course, and then uh, along with Buffalo beating Seattle. The other surprise, Ken, and I know you were happy to see this, and you just talked about it a little bit ago, is, you know, Tampa Bay not showing up to Sunday Night Football. Man, they got their asses whooped. I'm sorry <laughs> to say asses whooped, but that's what it was. It was a straight ass whooping. Um, to me, it kind of seemed more like they just wanted to pass the ball. They, they didn't even give the run game a chance. 
real quick, were you surprised about the outcome of the game? Yes, very surprised. Well, of course, you know, a lot of people had Tampa Bay winning this game. Two, two, two things I want to bring up real quick on what you said, Fidel. Shout out to Coach Hugh Jackson, who told us, right, watch out for the Dolphins. He it's says, just- I mean, he said, watch out for the Dolphins. And he called that upset. And man, after after I walk after we walked away from that Sunday that Sunday pregame, it, it made me think. And I was looking into it. I was like, man, you know, there's just something special that that Miami Dolphins, which is a, a team that Fidel's been high on since the offseason. Yeah. Uh, so and another game was the Patriots and the Jets. Like, what the heck was going on in that game? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Two, two, two of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, the Jets should have had that win, but of course, Joe Flacco being Joe Flacco, it drew the ball in the air and it got intercepted. And Cam was able to leave the Patriots to about the thirty-yard line, and they kicked the. I, I think the Jets general manager, uh, he he said something in the radio to Joe Flacco. He said, "Hey, just throw the ball up. Let New England pick it. We need we need that number one pick. That's why I think that's what he did." <laughs> well, it's pretty safe to say that they secured that number one pick already. Yeah. I think so because I don't I don't see them winning out the next few games for them. They're 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 good teams are gonna face off. I haven't had a chance to look at a schedule, but I'm 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 pretty I heard it's brutal. Yes, and then of course, Jerry, you touched on it a little bit, the Cowboys versus the Steelers. Of course the Steelers remain undefeated, but it was not a walk in the park how a lot of people thought it was, me included. I thought it was gonna be, you know, a really big win a really large amount of points that the Steelers were going to score on the Cowboys, and it did not turn out that way. Uh, Cow- uh, Cowboys were actually leading in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, and but the Steelers came back and they won the game. But, I mean, the Cowboys were down to their fourth quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to call them the fourth quarterback. They picked them up, like, literally off the streets. You know what I mean? And and. Yeah. Past the protocols, the COVID protocols, and but I mean, I mean, he played for Texas. We we know of Garrett Gilbert, uh, Gilbert, but I mean, what what well, in the world, pre- man? And honestly, that might have saved Mike McCarthy's job. Yeah, they put up a fight this weekend against the Steelers. Yeah, and it was it was very valiant to say the least. You know, I mean, you you saw people playing with heart, which is what we hadn't seen from the Cowboys. I know that. That ever since Dak went down, I know that the morale has been very low, and and from the reports I see and read and whatnot. And uh, real quick, just to t- touch back on uh, Kendall's uh, last statement about the Jets. The Jets have the Chargers, the Raiders, the Rams, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, and the Browns left in their schedule. Do you guys see them winning a the game? Man, I mean, unless the Browns make a a, a brain fart, it's looking like we're gonna have another O and. 16 team on the oh, list. any given Sunday, um, a team can lose a win. But real quick, I want to say, I think that Cowboys Steelers game it turned for the Cowboys when CD Lamb fumbled right at the half, and then they gave the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's in great field position, they got a field goal. And then in the, in the next half, Cowboys threw an interception at the goal line. I mean, I think the Cowboys, and then I think the officiating for the game was awful. I think it was awful. Those two fouls, one of the fouls on Jalen Smith. I don't think that would. I don't think that should. They should have thrown the flag there. And then the pass interference. I don't. I didn't like that one either. I think if the Cowboys just get one of those calls back, I think they win that game. And then I would say I I saw the bad officiating, but I was not watching that game as it was. I was watching Las Vegas Raiders barely come up with victory against the Los Angeles Chargers. That was a close game. Well, we, we kind of knew that, right? Because Justin Herbert has been – I mean, Kendall called that one too. 
but anyways, getting back to what we're talking about this week, Justin Herbert's been playing lights out. I mean, it, it looks like nothing really phases him. He just gets back into the game and just lets the ball rip. Now, I'll, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Anthony Lynn does not, uh, you know, remain the head coach of the Chargers wow. next year. I, I, I completely agree with that. And real quick on the, real quick on just to, just to piggyback on the Steelers a little bit. They're not this unbeatable 16-0 team. They can be beat. We've seen the last few weeks, small, small little mistakes, small little things. They, the, I mean, the Titans, the field goal, the um, yeah, the missed the field goal. The Ravens came down to the final play. The um, the Steelers, I mean, the Cowboys came down to the final play. They can be beat. But if you look at their schedule, they have a tough. They don't have a tough schedule, but they they can be beat. They play Baltimore in a couple weeks on Thanksgiving. Uh, it's going to be a Thursday night football game. I think that might be the Steelers' first loss. But uh, kind of just going back to what I was saying about Anthony Lynn. Um, look, some of it's bad luck, some of it's coaching, right? I mean, of course, we, we you know we know the story with the Chargers pretty much every year is injuries, and that's a big part of it. But also, I, I noticed the the some of the the calls that he was making. I was just like, what? Like, what's he doing? Right? So. Uh, I, I think he mishandled the game a little bit, and that will, that's why the Chargers were not able to beat the Raiders. Agree. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I as much as I like Anthony Lynn, oh, dang, man, like it's just one of those tough things. I mean, like you said, too many blown calls, too many games just left on the table. Well, I mean, how many games this season alone have they – has it, you know, been a one-possession game mm. to go against Denver – uh, they, you know, they lost that game at the end. Um, this last past weekend with the Raiders, they lost. Um, I know they've been in a couple other ones too. Close so, losses. Yeah, at least four. The Saints game. The Saints. Yeah, that's yeah. One. big um, one. That's a huge one, right? Big uh, one. Man, it's just I, look, and of course, no one, no one wants anybody fired, right? But just seeing it, you know, as a fan. And as an analyst, I think that they're going to move on. They're going to try to get a big-name head coach to be with Justin Herbert because, obviously, they have the franchise quarterback. He's looking like it. I mean, all points – I mean, everything is indicating the, in the right direction. I know uh, from what I thought that he would be, mm-hmm. he has proved me wrong. I mean, of course, we still got to see how he does year two and beyond. So – it's just like one of those things. I mean, sometimes they, they take the, the the NFL by storm and and they just surprise everybody. And then the following year, they're, they're, they're throwing duds. So we'll see. We'll see. But he looks like a bright kid, and he has all the intangibles and the tools to get the ball where he wants to get it. I mean, I saw him throw a freaking just a, a, just a dime of a pass of 65 yards, and it was just effortlessly on the money. Beautiful. Yeah, it's not even trying. Yeah, it's not even trying. If the Chargers had some coaching and they could finish games, I think they're a playoff team. You know what I think it is, ultimately? They need a little bit more stability at the running back position. I, Justin yes. Jackson has been doing good, mm-hmm. but it, you need that, you need, you know, that 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 running back. That bell that take, yeah, that bell cow that could take the pressure off of just uh, Justin Herbert. I just think that that's what the main goal is. And Austin Eckler has not been able to stay healthy. Yeah, well, so there's going to be a big running uh, running, running back class, uh, this free agency. I don't have the list in front of me, but I know there are some notable names on there that have not been signed yet. Now, here's the other problem that the Chargers have. They don't like to spend money. So 
they they need to spend money on a quality coach, a coach that's going to be able to, you know, progress Justin Herbert as a thrower and just all around quarterback. So, but Dean Spanos, we've seen it. He doesn't like to spend money. He didn't want to spend money on a stadium. That's why they're pretty much being, they're a roommate of the Rams. Um, same thing with the players. So we'll see if Dean Spanos is going to, you know, give a blank check to, a, you know, a head coach that's going to be worth them taking a chance on. Yeah. I mean, like I think like what you said, I mean, it's just been one of those things that has been, <laughs> uh, I mean, forever and ever. I think that's why, I mean, and I, I think that I, it, it even goes further back, right? I mean, look at Eli Manning. So, I mean, interesting storylines, though. Uh, but, yeah, uh, next year you got Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, Brian Hill, Gus Edwards, T.Y. Uh, Yeldon. Um, Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen. Uh, these are just some free agents. Marlon Mack. Um, just these are just some uh, some some of the the most notable running backs. James White, Rex Burkhead. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Definitely, if if one of these can step up, Jeff Wilson, Jarek McKinnon. All these are all running backs that will be free agents next year. All right, it's time to give our week 10 picks in the NFL. So we are recording on a Thursday night. So currently we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Um, right now the score is 13 to 17, Tennessee. Now, before the game started, I did pick the Titans. What about you guys? I picked I picked Tennessee. I believe my score was 26 to 16. Yeah, I picked the Titans. I didn't pick no score. I just picked the Titans. I said it was going to come down to, to – uh, who you could trust more as far as passing the ball. I mean, the week before we saw Phillip Rivers flop after a, a turnover. And uh, I don't see Ryan Tannehill making those mistakes. So, I mean, if, you, if they keep it up this rate, I mean, they're going to tire out that defense. And that's when you're going to see Derrick Henry actually make a bigger impact than what he's able to do right now against the ranked, the third ranked rush defense in the NFL. So, yeah, I picked the Titans too. All right, next game, Tampa Bay at Carolina. I'm not going to call on Tampa Bay this week because they laid an egg on Sunday Night Football, so they're back to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Uh, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to be a big a big bounce-back game for Tom Brady. I think you're going to see Antonio Brown get into the mix. He might score a touchdown. Mike Evans, I mean, where's Mike Evans been at? I mean, I know he's been hurt, but, you know, we'll see this week. Um, I'm going to go – I'm gonna go Tampa Bay, 31 to 17. You know what? I'm gonna be a little bit lost in my emotions right now, and I'm very upset with Tom with Tom Brady, and for that reason, I'm gonna go with the Carolina Panthers this week. I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is out with the shoulder injury. Uh, he's just had some really bad luck this season, uh, but I do think that Tom Brady is gonna have a huge game i know it's embarrassed that whole team should be embarrassed for that performance that they had against the saints on sunday night football so i think the bucks rebound um and i'm gonna take tampa bay houston at cleveland tricky game i'm gonna go with cleveland but that's a that's a tricky game yeah i think on this one it's kind of safe to say that right now cleveland I think they may be getting Nick Chubb back. Yeah, and they're, they're coming off a bye, too. 
and they're coming off a, a bye. So it, overall, you have way more playmakers on uh, with the Browns. Uh, you, your your defense is is a little bit younger. So yeah, give me the Cleveland Browns in this one. I want to see the Browns, but I think I'm going to go with the Houston Texans this week. Deshaun Watson and company get the win in Cleveland. Washington at Detroit. Another another weird game. I'm going to go with Detroit. Yeah, I think I counted out the Lions last week, and they made me look like fools. Uh, not this week. I'm going to go ahead and go with Detroit. I think that the uh, like you said, any any team that plays the Detroit Lions, I think that uh, it's a, it's considered a trap game. So uh, give me the Detroit Lions this week. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Detroit Lions as well. I think they're gonna bounce back in a big way against the Washington Football Team. Jacksonville, at Green Bay. <laughs> Green Green Bay. Yeah, give me Green Bay. I think that Jake Luton did a. Uh, he did a okay job, you know, but I think that uh, I think that right now I think that the Jaguars have a quarterback in mind that they'd like to secure <laughs> for next year in the draft. So I think Green Bay is a safe a safe bet on this one. Oh man, you know I'm gonna have to go Green Bay. Philadelphia at the New York Giants. Ooh. We just seen this matchup a couple weeks ago, and it, I mean, it was a pretty good game. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. So I think they, you know they're coming off a bye. They're kind of hitting their stride now. I'm going to get some healthy players back. I'm going to the Eagles. This is this is a very important game because you're talking about splitting hairs in the AF. I mean, and the, the NFC East division. I mean, literally, we're splitting hairs to see who's gonna who's gonna come out as the actual divisional winner here. Um, I know that. Carson Wentz looks a little bit lost out there. Uh, the Giants, man, the Giants kind of, the Giants kind of surprised me here and there. Uh, I'm gonna go Giants here. I'm gonna go Eagles just because they should win this game, but it's the divisional game, so you know sometimes things happen. Real, yeah. real quick, it, this Giants defense is good. They've been playing; it's it's been going up on the radar. The Giants are playing some great defense. I'm telling you, the defense is playing good. The Blake Martinez is playing outstanding. The Packers, I'm go. He's a he is a tackling machine. Yeah, he's a stud. Uh, L.A. Chargers at the Miami Dolphins. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Uh, if the Dolphins, if, if you're a Dolphins fan and you listen to this, and if you if you're the Dolphins. Let's just just get it to the fourth quarter. Get it to up under two minutes. The Chargers can't finish nothing. They can't finish a game. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. That defense is that defense is looking legit. Tua finally has a uh, had had a good game. That that only is gonna make his confidence just skyrocket. And I feel that they, he's gonna catch a groove. And Dolphins are gonna make some noise. And they hey, start- don't. Yeah, don't look now. Miami Dolphins are coming. I'm gonna go with two in the Miami Dolphins. I really, uh, I really think this is gonna be a team that's gonna start getting hot. Hey, but who's to think, right? The the two back to back quarterbacks and in, in last year's first round pick will be playing in this game. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people are questioning Brian Flores' call to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I think he might have just saved the season. 
not that it was in jeopardy, but I think now it's kind of like a clearer path because obviously we see Tua can do more with this offense than what Ryan Fitzpatrick could. So I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Buffalo at Arizona. This is the Ooh, game I want to watch. Possibly the game of the week. I'm going to go with Buffalo. You know, I, I, I heard Fidel say earlier that they're a hard team to trust, but right now, the way they're playing, this is going to be, I, I mean, this could be an actual shootout that we haven't seen in quite some time. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and right now, I'm going to say Buffalo's playing with this crazy confidence. And I think that the I think the Bills are gonna they're gonna staple the uh, Cardinals. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Uh, man, they're coming off a tough loss against the Miami Dolphins. I think Kyler and company uh, rebound and they'll get the win at home. Denver at Las Vegas. <laughs> this, is a, this is a divisional game. The Broncos play the, the Broncos in the Raiders. They always play tough. Close games, you know. I love the Broncos and Raiders game. The Broncos, that whole division is a pretty good division. I'm gonna go, hey, I'm starting to drink some of this Las Vegas Raiders juice, man. They're, they're playing, some, it's shocking. I know shocking coming for me, but they're playing some good ball. I don't like giving nobody credit, but the Raiders are playing some great ball. And I mean, this is a big game for the Raiders. I think they're gonna win it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna even put up a fight. Give me the Raiders here. Uh, a couple key things in this game. Corey Littleton has been uh, placed on the COVID-19 list. Uh, not, I mean, he hasn't really done much this season for the Raiders. Uh, Trent Brown, interesting. So I heard that Trent Brown is more than likely going to be out the next five weeks uh, due to complications from COVID-19. Real quick from both of you, who has a bigger game, Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy, two Alabama products? Well, <laughs> those are going to win. They, it has to be Jerry Judy. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Ruggs has been I mean, Ruggs has had some great games and then he's had some he's had some games where he, he hasn't been able to I mean, he's put up some good some good numbers, but when I look at it, Jerry Judy's the exact same way. So right now they're just learning they're learning they're learning as they're going. So in the, the, the past couple weeks, Jerry Judas has been coming on with a couple hundred yard games. I think he's going to look across the field at the Raiders this game. He's going to say, y'all should have took me. I think he's going to go for about a buck fifty, but they're still going to lose, though. Raiders going to win. Uh, let's not forget that most of the those yards have came in garbage time, too. So let's not put that past, you know, uh, what he's done. Um, but for the sake of argument, I'm going to say Henry Ruggs. I think he'll catch a touchdown in this game. I think Ruggs needs more opportunities in that offense. He does, but there's a lot of mouths to feed there in that offense. That's that's the problem. All right, uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Ooh. I can't. This, yeah. I can't. It's gonna be a good game. Do, do not overlook this game. Bengals been playing some good ball. Just, I mean, do not overlook this game. Joe Burrow. He. I mean, I, I know Jerry loves him, but do not do not overlook this game. I'm going with the Steelers, of course. Um, I think Big Ben is playing. I, I know he was on the COVID list this week. But I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to play. Even if he wasn't playing, they, they, they defense good enough. They'll beat the Bengals. But don't over don't overlook this game. I'm going with the with the Steelers. Man, but okay. My question is 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 he going to play? Yes. So if he plays, he's not going to practice. He's just going to roll out of bed and you know go play the game. So yes. Matt, Matt Matthew Stafford situation from last week. Give me the give me the Steelers. Well, look, Macaulay Culkin and the Cincinnati Bengals, um, they, they played really well. Um, Joe Burrow and company. Uh, but, look, Steelers are, man, I was not a believer in the beginning of the season, but now I can't even, I can't even 
not going to win a game. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Steelers. San Francisco at New Orleans. Oh, man. Hey, when the schedules came out, and <laughs> we, we literally just game. This, this could also be a game of the year, but mm-hmm. who's playing for the 49ers? I mean, it's, it's Nick Mullins. Are, are we serious? So, I mean, I'm going to go with the Saints. Now, interesting. Let's see how if the Saints get off to a quick start this game because they're coming off a big emotional win in Tampa. So let's just see. I mean, I know they're back home, but, you know, sometimes when teams – they go all out in the previous game. You know, it's a big, it's a big divisional game. Now they get, now they come back home. They might go to a slow start, but even if they do, they it, they should beat the 49. The 49, their season's done. If you ask me, uh, I'm going with the Saints. I think they're going to win big. This game could get out of hand. I mean, I'm talking about out of hand. They might change the channel. Yeah, like you said, right? The Saints. They really brought it to Tom Brady. Uh, a banged up 49ers. Give me the Saints. And you think the 49ers miss Emmanuel Sanders right now? <laughs> I forgot all about that. That's the player I think is going to have a huge game against the uh, Give me the New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to roll. Seattle at the Los Angeles Rams. That's a divisional game. It's going to be a tight one. The Rams are coming off a bye. I'm going with the Rams in a close one. Something the Seattle something just and then Sean McVay gets two weeks to prepare for that Seattle defense. I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with the Rams. Well, this is a tough game. Uh, that, we all know. I mean, we see it everywhere. Ken Norton that, that people saying a petition to get him fired as the defensive <laughs> coordinator for the Seahawks. The Rams. I mean, Sean McVay always done an excellent job of, as far as scheming up. You know, for uh, towards the weaknesses of the mm-hmm. uh, of the defense, but I mean, you, you can't count out Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson forever has never, since he's been in the NFL, had an actual offensive line that can block for him. So you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and write with with the the dangerous Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'll, I am gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks as well. Um, I know last year. Whenever they played on Sunday football in Los Angeles, uh, the, the Seahawks did struggle against the Rams. Uh, but I just can't see them losing two games in a row. And I know that defense is horrendous. I mean, is it even a, de- a defense? <laughs> I think there's just some bodies out there that they throw on the field, right? Uh, but regardless of that, I think Russell Wilson is just too good. And, you know, they'll overcome that and they'll win the game against the Rams. Sunday night football, Baltimore at New England. <laughs> Man, I think that I'm gonna go first on this one because I know that Kendall likes to talk about a very good team here. But give me the Baltimore Ravens. It's this is gonna be a listen. This is gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a good game. Um, I was unfortunately last year, November the ninth, I was in Baltimore at this game when the page when the Ravens were coming off a bye week and. We went into the we went into um the Baltimore, and we got our bucks thrown ran out the uh, ran out the gym. You might well say ran out the arena, and Baltimore. I mean, and they they beat us back. I was right there front row. I had a front row seat for the game. The Patriots. I think they from what I've been hearing, they got a little revenge on their mind. Now, is it going to be enough to win? I don't know. We, we shall see. Um, Kobe Myers past couple weeks he's been coming on for the Patriots. So keep an eye on that. The kill Harry. He's back, but let's see if he's going to actually show up. 
I'm going to go with the Ravens 23-17, to but this is going to be a pretty good game. Real quick, um, Phillip Rivers is just the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> to defenses. Um, but regardless of that, let's go to move on. Uh, look, Kendall, I think from last year, two different teams completely. Uh, you know, obviously, Patriots were a lot better than what they are right now. And same thing with Baltimore. Baltimore has been struggling this season. But Baltimore is the better team, and they should get this win on Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football, Minnesota at Chicago. Hey, I don't know if you've been watching lately, but the Vikings have been playing some good ball the past couple of weeks. Or should I say, Dalvin Cook has been playing some good <laughs> So, I mean, it seems like less Cousins, more Cook. And that's that's the recipe for the, for the Vikings right now. And he is he, he's, he's running the heck out of that rock. Yeah. Vikings have been playing good ball. The Bears, I don't know where the offense has been. I mean, I, I, it's an APB out before it's over. I don't know. I don't know what offense has been. Give me the Vikings in a close one. It has been like a little bit of a resurgence, right, from the uh, Vikings of some sort. And uh, like you said, as if Dalvin Cook can stay hot, you know, I, I think they win. But the thing is, the Bears, man, the defense is still the defense. But if the offense can't score you any points, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly, and that's what I think is going to be Chicago's problem on Monday night. Look, they they got to figure out this quarterback situation in the offseason. Obviously, it's not working out right now. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, we know what he is. Uh, Nick Foles, we we know what he is too. So I mean, look, the Vikings they're they're playing better, and you know, credit to, to Coach Hugh Jackson. He told us earlier in the season, like, hey, you know, it's a young defense. Mike Zimmer's going to get these guys playing, you know, week after week, and they played really well. And it's it's easy, right? Skip the ball to Dalvin Cook, and he'll do the rest. So and one one thing one thing I think we all can agree on: the Bears do not have their future quarterback on the roster. Don't no, they gotta. I mean, I, but I think it's more than the quarterback situation too. But that's the main problem that they have. Let that me ask de- you. Let me ask you a question: Do the Vikings have a future quarterback? No, but they got a running back, Dalvin Cook. I'll tell you this: if if, if yes, they do, uh, but. Man, Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and you, you still can't count out Adam Thielen. Irv Smith Jr., and, well, they still kept on to Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. That's a great team right there, man. Yeah, they got just, a nice little court there. They got a nice little court there. But the, the future looks bright for the Vikings. If they could just, like what like Coach said, right, got a young team, a young defensive team. All they need is the right leader in place. I've always been a big fan of Kirk Cousins' fiery, you know, his yeah. fiery attitude. But you know what? I think that, you know, I think we already know. Didn't they, didn't they get a second round pick for Unique and Darkway? No, they got a third. They okay, gave well, up. Think... They gave up a second. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Me I just don't see them losing. Bears, I mean, uh, unless that, that defense can score points for the offense, then, I mean, at that point, we're having a different conversation, right? But I am going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. And those are going to wrap up our picks for week 10 in the NFL. And that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. For all your latest news and updates, make sure you go to eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also our new YouTube channel, eastwestfootballnetwork.com. 
Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid.